and welcome to this latest episode of the Talking Heads podcast with me, Lucy Chamberlain. And me, Saul Walker. Now that autumn is making itself known to us, it seems a natural time to reflect on times past and look forward to new ventures ahead. So, with that in mind, we'd like to give a nod to these recent few months by simultaneously embracing what lies in front of us, both practically and at our respective gardens, and by assessing how this exciting industry that we've decided to devote our professional lives to is evolving and thriving. So many of us are showing this sector's true grit by quietly propagating new stock, dreaming up fresh initiatives, looking to new ways of working and generally supporting the trade. And our aim via this podcast is to muse on developments and showcase these horticultural heroes. We'll bring you two short 20-minute episodes each week, plus a longer bonus monthly interview. What more of a reason do you need to join us on this journey? Let's once again step into the busy and exciting world of the modern head gardener. Hello, Saul. It's lovely to see you again. We are sticking our neck out a little bit tonight, aren't we? We're trying a slightly different format. So Yeah, I'm not sure about it, but we're going to give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. Don't worry. Neither am I. We both um, think this might be something that's unattainable for us because we've actually got to talk quite succinctly. Um, (laughs) We've never done that before. Normally, we quite like waffling on. It's 61 episodes (laughs) in and we still haven't actually made any points on the podcast yet. Well, what we've rather, like I say, rather ambitiously done tonight, we are very mindful that um, obviously there's a there's a, a lockdown upon us and there's lots of people very keen and itching to get out in the garden and, and do something positive with their time that they've got. And we also know that sometimes people presume that during the autumn and the winter months, things in the garden slow down. Yep. And we are here to disprove that theory with, okay, wait for this now. Not 10, not 20, not 25. 50 things you can do in the garden right now. And these aren't just things that we've come up for with Willie Linney. This is my jobs list at East Island Hall right this second now. So we're talking November. The second half of November, get those layers on, get outside. If you get these jobs done, you will be so ahead of the game with all your peers. And as I say, these are proper real jobs that we're doing as we speak, especially if you have a uh, you know fifty acre garden like we all like we all do, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to yeah. say you know Monty gives us three jobs to do every weekend, doesn't he? Now we're going to give you fifty jobs to do this weekend. I call that value for money. Absolutely, yeah, I think so. And I, I can say we we are anticipating that this podcast is only going to last. 20 minutes, 20, 25, maybe let's push it. Let's say 25 max. <laughs> Thank you. But we are, we, we are going to try and rally through these. So just to say, we're not going to give lots of detail on this because we would be here for hours. Uh, as you may know, regular listeners that Saul and I can talk the back end of donkey about any horticulture topic. Remember the one on labels? Labels. We didn't think we could do 20 minutes on labels. Exactly. We nailed it. So so we are going to run through this, not give lots of detail. So if you want us to expand on anything that we talk about in this podcast episode, please just ping us over a tweet. Absolutely, yeah. And we will explain the details of that job. Yeah, exactly. Just get in touch with us and we will tell you what we mean. And we'll, we'll probably even tell you what we don't mean as well. <laughs> <laughs> just, for, just for the balance. Yeah. Just for balance. So, so, so shall we... Shall we wet our whistles and have a good go at, at this now and um, 
and cut to the chase. Let's. Yeah. Let, am I going? I'm going to do the odd numbers. You're going to do even numbers. I was going to say, let's right? start. Let's go. Or else we're going to be here for half an hour <laughs> all evening. <laughs> all right. Number one. Um, this is what I've been doing at the hall, moving my pelagoniums undercover. And then what I do with a soft extension growth, I can take cuttings and I must put them in a heated propagator uh, rather than, say, in, in outside. They need to be on heated propagator. But yeah, take pelagonium cuttings right now. This is something I'm doing at home rather than at Stonelands. Lift divide, pot up your canners. Uh, plus lift your dahlias for winter or not uh, if you're down in the west country we don't lift our dahlias at all so you don't have to but if you do good time to lift your dahlias especially after a frost so for me number three um planting tulips now i was doing this just the other day and i've also ordered a few more tulips because yeah the, we we do know as gardeners november is the classic month but you can actually stretch it out into december and i have heard people plant tulips in january yeah i've done that before number four clean moss off hard surfaces this may seem a boring job but trust me if you do it now you won't be falling over come christmas boring but essential yeah that's the one um so this number five uh, this for me is quite a biggie it's do a final weed blitz for the winter um i say final i'm just saying if you live in a mild area it's probably not going to be final because the little swines will keep on growing but if you get on top of the weeds now it will pay dividends later definitely uh number six replace stakes or supports that are weak always worth checking everything you've got supported especially roses that's a classic one just to make sure everything's tight because when the gales come you're guaranteed to have something fallen over yeah Number seven is um, if you've got any young climbers or vigorous wall-trained plants that you've planted maybe a few years ago and they're getting their feet in, just make sure that you tie any new growth back now before it gets damaged by any autumn gales. And number eight, rake up all those leaves. There's loads of them still coming down in their droves. You can tell me about it. And then put them in a bin and make some leaf mould. You'll love it. In a year's time, you'll have beautiful leaf mould for your borders and in your pots. Number nine is to do a final trim of your hedges. Now, my husband has been doing this an awful lot this last week or so. All these customers who have hedge jobs, he's getting to you now. So if you're worried where my husband is, he's on his way. <laughs> he's, is, he, is he doing the whole country? The, the whole of fingering ho. <laughs> the whole lot. <laughs> Just DM Lucy on Twitter and she will send your her husband to you right away. Anyway, number 10, uh, get your grass cut on a higher height... If it's mild, I've been doing this uh, down the West Country. We are plus 10 at the moment. The grass is romping away. But I have set them on a slightly higher height just to protect the sward. So get that grass cut in. Number 11 is cut back your herbaceous perennials. Or not, as the case may be. Now, I controversially cut my perennial borders back in the autumn. Uh, a lot of people leave them till the spring. I do it in the autumn because we have to divide things in the autumn. So if you want to protect wildlife, do it in the spring, but I'm going in now. Number 12, take your penstemon and tender salvia cuttings. It's a great time to do it. Uh, you can uh, do it with heat, but do you know, another way I do it is I actually put them in water on my windowsill and I actually get good ah. results. So you can try that as well. Lovely. Um, this is something that Saul and I are both quite passionate about. Mulch your bare soil. Mulch. And we do it now before it gets too cold because you mustn't mulch cold or frozen soil because it just insulates what's there. Put the mulch on now whilst it's still relatively mild. Job done. Yeah, the soil's still quite warm. If you can put your hands on the soil and weed, it's still warm enough for a mulch. Number 14, reposition all those self-sown annuals before they get too large. You know, I do this 
wrongly every year i wait until everything's grown too large and then you move them and then they just flop over and they don't look great so it's really great time to get the smaller stuff move them to where you want them yeah yeah, very true. Um, so again, something we both love here, composting. Composting. Uh, your compost heap is probably burgeoning because you've put all your autumn clearings on the compost heap. It's probably voluminous now. So make time to shred the materials to get, increase the surface area and turn it over because that will increase decomposition and make sure the whole heap is evenly rotted. Number 16, lift your celeriac and beetroot and place in sand in what we call a clamp. Now, we mentioned this a few episodes ago. Basically, just fill a box or a, a trough or maybe even a trug with some nice uh, damp sand and then you can layer up your roots and they'll store for winter. Number 17 is one of my favourite jobs because it's very cathartic. Cut back asparagus ferns, but only once it's brown. Mine's looking still quite golden yellow at the moment. Right. But once it's, yeah, it is. And it's got those, the red berries on, making it look like a Christmas tree. It's very pretty. But yeah, once it's completely brown, you can cut it down to the ground and clear it all away. Number 18. Now you can tell this is Lucy's list because there's a lot of fruit and veg. But anyway, 18 is to remove yellowing leaves from your Brussels sprouts. So you'll soon start to see those little sprouts developing on the sides. It's worth removing the leaves so you can see them develop and get them all ready for Christmas. So another fruit and veg topic, which again is a very quite a satisfying job, prune back your autumn raspberries. So you can, if the simple approach is just prune them back down to the ground, or if you want to be a bit fancy, you can prune them back by half, then those uh, stems will start to fruit in the summer and then they can be pruned back down for later fruits in the autumn. Do you know, we just planted new new raspberry canes this uh, week. It's a good time to plant, plant uh, new raspberries as well. Number 20 is prune grapevines once the leaves have fallen. Now, you can really do this any time from now until Christmas, but you really want to get it done before Christmas because if you do prune grapevines too late, they do have the tendency to weep and then sometimes they do have the tendency to weep themselves to death. So it's really worth getting that done as early as you can. I usually get it done just roughly before Christmas. Number 21 is check your stores. All your apples and potatoes and quinces and medlars, check them for rodents and rots. Rodents and rots. That sounds like a heavy metal band from the 70s, doesn't it? (laughs) Rodents and rots! (laughs) Anyway, on to number 22. This is a good time to sow hardy salad leaves in trays. But again, do it on a heat mat and you'll find that the seeds will germinate a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have just uh, stone the on, on heat mats. I think heat mats are a fantastic investment. So do use those in your greenhouse in the winter. Mm. Um, so number 23, look at the tree structures once leaves have fallen for decay or damage. Now, this is what any good tree officer will be doing on their local authority route in, for your local council. But do it in your own private garden too, just to make sure that things are safe. Yeah, especially before the storms start. Um, Number 24, this is a really good time to take hardwood cuttings. So classic things are your uh, sort of your stem colours. So things like cornice and the willows, really classic straight stems. But there's lots of other different woody plants you can take really good hard wood cuttings from and you can do them in any open bed as well they're quite easy cuttings to take yeah uh, number 25 is lift and divide any congested clumps of rhubarb now again you'll be if you do this for the first time you will think very strange root system rhubarb has yes it does but trust us 
as long as you've got a nice fleshy bit there with a couple of buds on, it will regrow. There you go. Number 26. Now, if any of you are keen Guardian readers, you would have seen that our podcast got mentioned in The Guardian recently while we were giving some tips about what to do in autumn. And one of the big ones that I thought was cleaning your greenhouse. You'd be amazed how much detritus, dust algae film develops on the glass and if like me and lucy now you've got exotics to overwinter in your greenhouse you really want nice clean glass to get as much light in as possible number so we're over halfway now so i think oh, we're doing all we're right doing well. as well yeah. my goodness wow. right so number 27 um tidy up and pack away your hose pipes now if you've got these self-recoiling hose pipes uh you don't need to worry about doing this but if you've got ones that are uh like we have at the hall round up into a circle and laying on the ground if they get wet and frozen solid they can split so what we do is we drain them pack them away for the winter you don't need them in the winter uh label them up and bring them back out again in the spring brilliant number 28 Eat your Brussels sprout tops. So you've removed all the yellow leaves. Now you can take the tops off and you can treat them just like you would any cabbage, really. They taste taste really good in a stir fry as well. They do. Mm. They do. Uh, They are a hidden secret of the Brussels sprout world. Mm. So uh, number 29 is start your seed orders for 2021. Now we know that uh, the first lockdown, there was a massive surge of people Mm. wanting to order seeds. So get in there early now for next year and you won't be disappointed. Yeah, definitely. Now number 30, lift those tender tuberous veg now which tuberous veg would you be thinking of lucy in this i'm thinking of sweet potatoes oh yes okay uh, yakon those sorts of things because they tend to bulk up actually quite late in the season which is why you don't lift them in say september october which is what you do with your main crop spuds you leave it as late as you possibly can for these tuberous veg but before any really harsh frosts you know tom at westine has had a sweet potato trial this year which i followed and i'm gonna hope he's gonna try and recommend some for growing outside because i've always wanted to try sweet potatoes number 31 (laughs) check your soil ph so this essentially you can get very fancy kits if you want to if you're a professional gardener or you can just trot down to your local garden center get one of those ones that you put a little bit of soil in and it either goes red uh, or it goes bluey green and that will on your ph chart tell you if your soil is acid or alkaline and then that will determine whether you need to lime it or do anything else to make sure your nutrients are available for all your plants do you not just stick your finger in and lick it i could do that but it might, might i don't know if that would actually tell me this, the ph nah, probably not. it might um, it might tell me if i've got kind of like cats in the garden or something <laughs> <laughs> number 32 very quickly install your greenhouse yes. heaters or insulate your structures so it's really worth getting your heaters set up properly now i found heaters can have an unreliable thermostat so i actually have bought these really good uh, plug-in thermostats that measure temperature to the point of the degree and therefore they'll turn on your heaters and off exactly on the temperatures because you'll find that most thermostats in standard heaters are one or two degrees out and that can sometimes be the difference between frost or not oh, i love that's a very good tip belt and braces mr walker is the way to go isn't it so all right so number 33 um keep deadheading any indoor cyclamen plants that you have now this is um a personal reference because my my mum loves these indoor cyclamen and i remember as a little girl uh, one of my jobs was to deadhead the cyclamen as they faded so and it does work it will keep the flowers coming and coming and coming so do keep those faded flowers nipped off yeah those are usually the cyclamen cyclamen persicum hybrids that are the really big flowers very nice now number 34 is plant hardy stock now, do you mean hardy stocks as in the plant or hardy stock <laughs> as in plant? I, there was such a, 
I meant, because you know what, it's planting time and I couldn't describe trees, shrubs, cane fruit, bushes, the whole, the, 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 the lot. That's if you want I to thought, plant yeah. something, do it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as it's hardy. Again, like the mulching, the soil is still warm to touch. It's perfectly good for getting roots in and getting them established. Yeah. Number 35 is uh, if you've got any outdoor pots that are going to remain outside, put them on some pot feet. Otherwise, they might sit in a puddle, get waterlogged, and then your plants could rot away. You don't want that. Number 36, go and clear those gutters and downpipes. I tell you what, we have an oak tree above our house here, and it has shed about a thousand leaves. And within a day, my gutters get blocked. We get a big rain, and you get... Uh, all the water cascading over the side. So it really is worth getting yeah. out there and clearing gutters down pipes and your water butts as well. Make check those, make sure they're not blocked up as well. Exactly. This is the this is the time, isn't it, to accumulate water. Yeah. That's what we need for the for, for the for the drier seasons. Number thirty seven, this is a personal reference because we don't have one of these at the hall, but I in my own garden have a wormery. Do you? And in the winter Yeah, I do. Lovely. I love my little wormery. It's very cute. It looks like a beehive, but it's actually full of worms. Um, and <laughs> what you need to do is either insulate it or move it somewhere sheltered because the worms, do, they do not like the frost. Yeah, a lot of people move them into their garages, actually, for winter. So yeah. that's yeah, worth exactly. doing it. Number 38. Now, this is something you should be doing all year, but it's especially pertinent now because we're going into mm-hmm. the season where there's going to be a lot of pruning, and that is to sharpen those secateurs. Same with loppers as well. Get your loppers sharpened as well. Because you're going to be pruning a lot of fruit, you're pruning a lot of big trees, and there's nothing worse than blunt secateurs to leave raggedy edges all over the place. Exactly, exactly. Number 39 is, again, rather a personal one, because I am a massive fan of slow gin. And to me, it's one of those things, it's like making elderflower cordial. If you can harvest slows now for gin, go on a walk find a hedgerow throw yourself in it come out with some slows pop them in the freezer and and then get them in equal volumes of slows and gin oh come christmas with a little bit of sugar Mm-mm-mm. food of the gods <laughs> i just saw the word gin i thought this is definitely lucy's list <laughs> Number 40, check the pigeon netting on vulnerable crops. So a lot of you will have kale and broccoli and all kinds of uh, winter brassicas going and you'll have nets over them to stop them being attacked by those pesky pigeons. It's always worth checking them, especially after a wind, because you'll be surprised how easily they move and just a little gap, the pigeons will find it and they'll be in there and ruin your special crops. They will. They're ravenous at them in the winter, Mm. aren't they? That's the trouble. They've got an appetite on them. So uh, number 41 is trim your roses back against wind rock. Now... This just depends on the roses that you've got. You know, if they're really whippy and leggy, then do trim them back by about a third just to stop them being damaged by the wind. If they haven't made much growth, you don't need to trim them back conversely. So so look at your roses, work out if they're looking a bit vulnerable against the wind and act accordingly. Number 42, put the grease bands on your fruit trees. These are for these wingless moths that climb up the trunks in, in winter and will get into your fruit and you don't want that to happen. So a lot of people do. I don't grease band my fruit trees because I don't get this problem. But if it getting it, it's really worth grease banding your trees. Yeah. Number 43 is, if you haven't done this already, and we actually have in our cedar bed, but take the old leaves off your heliwars because very soon they will start to throw up lovely new flower spikes and new leaves later as well. And the old leaves look brown and tatty. Just They just depreciate the aesthetic value of your flowers so get those cut off right now also it reduces black spot hellebore gets this specific disease uh, hellebore Mm. black spot and it reduces it nicely 
Uh, number 44 is taking root cuttings of oriental poppies and others. Uh, I think you can do this with Verbascan, and I'm trying to think of others. Yeah, um, and Flocks is another one Flocks is a well. classic, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's so easy to do. You just dig up the plants and you'll find they've got quite long fleshy roots. Literally, you just cut off a, a piece that's about five inches maybe a bit shorter, maybe three inches, maybe I'm overestimated. And then you just plant it up and you should have new plants quite soon. It's, it's quite an easy way of making new plants. It is. So things like a sea holly and mint, again, yeah. you know, really, really easy to propagate mm. from, from root cuttings. Number 45 is remove, clean and store your plant supports. Now then, people on allotments plots, if you leave your vulnerable supports up there looking all tatty through the winter, I'm going to come and I'm going to hunt you down and tell you off. Oh dear. You need to get them up, dry them off, and then you can store them for next year because otherwise they rot and it's just a waste of your bamboo cane. Oh dear. First you, first Lucy's husband and then it's going to be Lucy. <laughs> You've got to be careful of these things. Anyway, from number 46 is renovate and create beds. I'm going to say much. Go back to the last podcast, episode 62, all about renovation. Exactly. Number 47 is a very cost-effective way of buying plants. It's bare root season in November through till about February, maybe nudging into March. Uh, bare root plants are especially um, economical to buy uh, hedging is very good to buy bare roots but there's lots of uh, trees shrubs uh, that can all be bought bare root and they will save you a fortune on container grown plants. Number 48 collect tree and shrub berries for seed sowing. I think this is overlooked sometimes because mm. everyone goes out and yeah. gets their herbaceous seeds but actually there's plenty of seeds growing out there. Uh, yew is a classic. You can go and get those yew seeds. They'll grow away nicely. Cherry seeds are all, mm. all out there growing. Um, I've got a Malus hoopahensis that's shedding fruit at the moment. You can grow uh, most crab apples from, from seed as well. So it's really worth going out and getting those berries and seeds to make yourself uh, well free plants who, who doesn't want free plants yeah, exactly exactly number 49 is um a practical one here think about rabbit and squirrel guards because rabbits and squirrels their feeding activity does tend to ramp up and become a little bit more destructive in the winter because they often will ring bark trees and shrubs which is very annoying and irksome and it's also quite fatal well there you go and number 50 doop doo <laughs> prune bleeding trees like maples sycamore and birch uh just like the grapes we were saying before uh, a lot of trees have a tendency to bleed and they'll they will just keep bleeding they don't have this mechanisms where they can seal themselves up very well and they'll just bleed themselves to death or at least you might lose a branch or two and they'll look unsightly maples aces are the classic the amount of times i get asked about aces when to prune them Wait till they're dormant, wait till all the leaves are off, and then you can prune them successfully. So you wouldn't believe it. We've only gone and done that 50 in less than 25 minutes. I think it's 22 minutes and something like 36 seconds. We have nailed it. We've actually been concise. Can you, be can you believe that? Con concise. <laughs> we must remember, I'll write down this episode number because this will be the only episode where we've ever been concise. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't think this is going to be a regular feature with us, but we've done it. We're quite, we're, we're, it shows that we're versatile as podcast presenters. There you go, if nothing else. That's it. And if you do any of these 50, let us know on Twitter and, um, you know, we'll congratulate you. We're, we're handing out free T-shirts by 2036. <laughs> But honestly, seriously, as I say, these these jobs are. This is my jobs list for for Donalyn Hall for 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 the latter part of November and into early December. So um, please do enjoy your garden at the moment because there's some lovely days. I've I've been out today. It's been sunny and dry and beautiful and 
um, the leaf colour is still just about hanging on. It looks gorgeous. So don't feel that your garden isn't somewhere that you can explore in the winter. And as you can tell from this last 20 odd minutes of conversation, there is loads still to do and it will it will get you ahead for next year. It really, really will. We've reached the end of today's episode and we sincerely hope that you found it informative and entertaining. If you'd like to leave us a review via your podcast provider, we'd be delighted to know your thoughts. While many aspects of the garden year are behind us, there are still plenty of horticultural milestones to mark. So Saul and myself are eager to bring you yet more valuable episodes of the Talking Heads podcast. We're also keen to visit those iconic gardens, large and small, of our peers and friends. With this in mind, you can look forward to an autumn packed full of interviews, road trips, practical advice, and of course, mine and Lucy's opinions on all manner of wide-ranging horticultural topics. We want to ensure that our listeners are kept up to date with what any self-respecting head gardener needs to know. So, until the next episode of Talking Heads... Goodbye! Goodbye!